Disclaimer, the podcast for newbie makes no warranty, guarantee, or representation as to the accuracy or sufficiency of the information featured in this podcast. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast should not necessarily reflect the opinion of the host and interviewee. The host and the guest speakers assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. Moreover, the host makes no warranty that this podcast or the server that makes it available is free of viruses, worms, or other elements or codes that manifest contaminating or destructive properties. This episode is brought to you by JAVC Canada Tax and Accounting Services. If you need a free consultation, please send them an email at javcservices at gmail.com. Welcome to this episode. This is Kay, your friendly host of informative podcast for newbie. Hi guys, hope you are having a good start for this week. Previously in season 1 episode 14, we talked about the pre-arrival tips. And in continuation to this, I will focus on the pre-arrival tips for those who receive their landing papers. First and foremost, a big, big congratulations to all of you for this good news that you just received. The waiting time is finally over and here you are already confirmed and preparing for your big move. As far as I remember, we received a medical request from immigration to do it with our listed doctors and we chose a medical facility near our place. I believe we spent around 800 Canadian dollars. After we passed the medical test, they asked us to submit our passport to Canadian Embassy for visa stamp. So the excitements are getting in, uh, are, are getting uh, increasing during that moment. When we received the visa, there was a paper instruction to guide us prepare before landing. Please, please, please do not ignore this paper. As some of my friends and relatives did and regretted for not being prepared and was just excited to jump on the plane and move to Canada. So here are some things that you can actually prepare whenever you are planning to land within three to six months after receiving your visa. First, move planning schedule, right? Next is the financial budget. Final research on the location you want to land and settle. 
if not done yet, then start researching. Connect with settlement organization that offers pre-arrival services. Prepare for your show money. Book a ticket for whole family. Arrange for apartment, house, or any hotel upon landing. Connect with schools nearby the house or maybe to the university if you want to preach your profession. Connect with family doctors nearby your house. This resign from work. Open a Canadian bank account. And then Canadian cell phone numbers. So I'm going to discuss with you each of these topics individually in order for you to at least have some general information on preparing your landing here to Canada. First up, move planning schedule or like any plan schedule that you can do. If you know Excel and you can start doing your planning calendar, if not, you can write it in a paper or any of a journal. I did this after we received our passport with a visa stamp on it. My first stop, let's say I'll do it in Excel. My first stop or in paper summary of all the things needed, like what I I outlined today, right? For whatever I discussed with you, like needs to be. You just think of what needs to be done because this is customized case-to-case basis based on like, you know, whatever situation you are currently in. Next stops are the details per category. So this really helped us a lot and do not miss on things that needs to be done before our big move. As I was working, breastfeeding at the same time, planning for Canada. The second tab, I believe, was my financial planning budget. The third was like, I think, five months before landing. The next will be four months or 90 days before landing then 60 days before landing then one month before landing so these are the things that needs to be done because if you're working if you're a mother or a parent there are just so many daily tasks that you needed to do and then i believe at the same time uh, when you connect with the settlement organization you can you, you know you will start scheduling the calls or uh, scheduling your webinars so it's, it's quite quite tough so that's why once you have like at least six months of preparations i feel that it's um it's enough it's i wouldn't say that it's like you will become like super super prepared but at least it reduces your time and expenses by the time you arrive here especially to those who does not have a work offer yet right so you don't know you don't want to waste your money uh spending on the time of doing things that you can actually prepare beforehand and you do it during your landing in the first month here in canada instead like you know you can actually tour around by the time you come here right so there there are so many things that you can do beforehand so included in my planning schedule also are life options right so in my plan a i would say my plan a okay i am an accountant i want to work in an accounting field maybe too low to level down right because normally um if you get lucky yes you can join your like you know the same profession the same level 
and in that plan A, I already have a house with a decent uh, decent salary that can provide in case I'm the only one who can get a job, right? So that's a plan A, and already plus it's already a plus if my partner or like both of us will get a job in a certain number of months. Let's say I would put that plan A three to six months to get uh, a job, like you know, a decent job that can help us integrate the whole uh, the whole uh, experience so in my plan b it's if plan a does not work then i have my plan b so maybe a 50 percent less of my plan a then plan c maybe 75 percent or 60 to 75 percent less of my plan b and and the plan d is like my worst worst option let's say um if all of the above a b and c plan doesn't work and what will be like you know the worst thing that could happen or work as a survival job right so mine was because i was i've been an accountant and worked for an office uh, for so long and never had work for like let's say uh, mcdonald's or fast food chain or coffee shop uh, I've done waitressing before, I've done nanny before, but only like what for like two hours, maybe three hours, maybe once or twice in my whole life. And so mine, the worst thing that I can do that I can accept for myself was to, to clean up the snow or washing dishes in a restaurant so that I can do because, or maybe waitressing. So that's, that's like, you know, my plan D, right? So in case like, you know, within a year, I cannot um, get a job, but at the same time, all the savings are gone, right? So plan E, if worse doesn't, if, if worse comes to worse, and that um, all of our family are really like, you know, it's very, very, uh, like, you know, very, very hard life here in Canada. We finish all the savings and um, for the transition, and yet I allotted a budget to go back home right in case that one year is really really tough and then if we regret like okay this place is not for us and then we want to start all over again in the country that we came from so that's my plan plan e but so far in gets with all the preparation i've done uh the plan a did very well i think it's a it's a bit of plan a and a half of plan b so that's that's what happened that's what happened to us so far and we're doing um better we're we're uh, it's challenging it's 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 challenging but at the same time it's fulfilling uh learning new things here in canada and also at the same time uh sharing it with you guys this is um one of the uh, accomplishment that i would say i did because it opens my mind to do more not just like an accountant doing my normal days and then office work and go home and have a social life that's it but canada opened my mind to do more as a person and then to contribute to the community so so far i'm thanking canada for that okay next stop is financial budget start looking at your bank accounts your savings, your properties, if you want to sell or not, so you have to um, to, 
to gauge which one is better for you to be financially prepared before the move for me personally i chose to prepare a one to two year financial plan in case i and my husband cannot get a job that can fully support the whole family included in this budget is the moving cost of course during the landing like your air ticket your hotels and the first uh, expenses for the first month uh, shipping costs for items to follow if you have items to follow like what we did we bring everything okay we bring everything because if you want to buy things new here brand new here although there are non-profit organizations give you free free furniture free clothes but it's not enough right and the shipping uh, we brought everything we had because otherwise we need to buy brand new plus take note in Toronto 13% of tax and then um, if you want to buy like you know you want to buy for other furnitures or kitchen items to be uh, to be bought in Canada so you have also to consider the tax as well in your budgeting because it's the total cash outflow I believe this is uh, the base this is the base on the planning for if the budget is not enough you can either decide to land first and go back to your current place stay for stay there again within one to three years until you feel comfortable to fully move or either one of the couple can move first and settle everything and then get um, everybody else to come here so that's what others uh, are doing right next is final research on the location you want to land and settle research on the area you want to settle and get an update i think in my previous um uh, the plan for canada episode is your research but this time this is the final research like you know what's the current situation uh, when i land right um uh, you can go to Google Maps or Google Earth. Google Earth really helped me with like, you know, visualizing if you haven't been to the place and maybe some video or like you can search in YouTube if you can find what's in there in the area. We chose Toronto to my, uh, we chose Toronto to my base of choosing a house, the school that, um, that I wanted and then to do the bridging program and the kids school right so at first i used the cn tower but it didn't help but then it looks like i feel like during my research and after connecting to nonprofit org reading the blogs for uh, any settlement uh, uh, issues and challenges for the newcomers so it's better to really um look for the school first like whether you're for you or for your kids and then from that point uh, look for a house or a condo apartment rental look for the prices then there's walk score the bugs registry and establishment etc so i put this in excel because it's easier for me to really um make a decision and then i think i made um and then there are the rental Reviewit.com. There are so many rental websites there, and then the box registry. Walk score actually can you can actually log in in the walk score, you can create an account there, and there it, it will give you an alert that you wanted um, which area that you want, and then there are like some rental uh, rental places there. Next, connect with settlement organization that offers pre-arrival services. 
So, do you know that there are settlement organizations that can help you before landing to Canada for free, okay? So, they are actually funded by either um, some establishments here or uh, widely funded by the Canada Immigration um, Budget. So, I mean, this nonprofit organization is talking via Skype with a real person who are also an immigrant like us. So this person gave us like you know the tips and we were so surprised and I was just driving and I was just like you if you are that in that stage that you receive your visa you don't know anyone and then maybe you have friends here or relatives here but your friends and relatives been here for uh, so many years and they don't know the updates what's going on in the area and so the first one I found out was SOPA S O P A. Uh, meaning Settlement Online Pre-Arrival. So their website is www.arriveprepared.ca A-R-R-I-V-E-P-R-E-P-A-R-E-D.ca So you can fill up a form and provide your landing paper number, your email address, or other, other information. They will reach out to you via email and arrange a Skype call. So this is a face-to-face video conference that you can talk to the person and you get excited because this is the same with you, right? And they can tell you um, what's their mistakes and any tips in the certain um, in a certain places. I think I remember my hours. Um, volunteer was from Ottawa. I really, really wish to meet her and I believe I connected her with LinkedIn and also, um, until now, I still have an email address with her and, and I'm hoping to see her in person when I visit again Ottawa. So, each spouse will have a schedule separately if you are in different professions because you have different goals, individual goals as, uh, as a person here, as a newcomer here. So, they don't really uh, look at you as a couple or a family, but either one of you will sit down because um, to save time and then to specify the, the the topics right or maybe customize the topics for you second is CIIP Canadian Immigrant Integration Program website www.planningforcanada.ca you can also check the webinar or in-person seminar depending your country whichever is possible so this is the paper that we get together with our passport. So it's just like a boring piece of paper with a black and white printout. But please do not ignore it or because ignore this because this is really really important. I still have contact with the the lady. She was a Filipina uh, because there was a there was a, an office in Makati, and I think for UAE you will be under the like Middle East and Africa. I think there will be under in the. Okay, so their office, their uh, head uh, regional officers are, is not as, it's not as like worldwide for now, but yeah, they're growing, but we were so lucky that they have an office in Makati where uh, when we went there, we attended a physical seminar, although there was also like, we came from the United Arab Emirates and we're supposed to uh, be under the UK and then I requested them that, okay, I'm going to go home for this particular day, but you know, considering that the, the, the seminar scheduled in the CIIP Makati office, so that's that's the way I planned on things. 
So this organization will help you plan your profession and connect you both to settlement and employment nonprofit organization that can help you pre and post arrival. This is like so much of work. They will give you a lot of link and sites to read on. So it's just like too much to handle if it's your first time to really like you know um, research on the webs and the websites of Ken. Canada like you know what's going on the blood so like you know they work so far differently than we used to have so unlike if like in a few months to the US because I think uh, most of us we, we research in the US websites and other other parts of the world right so next one employment organization like JVS and access employment so first SOPA SOPA help understand the general knowledge um, for Canadian resume and finding tips. So in SOPA, this is where I learned um, the two-page resume, then some situation, right? So, <clears throat> and then there were like some case scenario during the interview tips, and then they will tell you some of the generic tips. So I'm not sure because right now I'm here for three years. Maybe they've upgraded their, their services. So yeah, connect with them for sure. And um, if in case you haven't uh, got a schedule for CIIP. Next up is access employment. Um, I'm not sure where we get the access employment. Where I, um, I think I just found it on the website because the CIIP scheduling was like really, really far. Um, I think we got our visa around early February. And then the seminar is scheduled with CIIP in April. So it's a bit far, right? So from February to March, I was like crazy excited. But then that one month really helped me connect with SOPA and Access Employment. So in Access Employment also helped my resume and interview tips for specific Toronto because we are landing under in, in Toronto. So job market, resume writing, interview. They have also new service now to those who wants to become an entrepreneur when you arrive because you know it's very difficult if you come here and you don't want to find a job but then some of the people who are moving here they have actually tons of money when I say tons it's more than enough for them to leave and they can start their own business so there are really wealthy people who wanted to move here in Canada so that's open and I like that service at all next is JVS Toronto so we had their service upon arrival from maybe from CIIP connections however they started to have pre-arrival services as well so in, so in, um, I think for now I'm I'm helping JVS and access employment now in order for me to pay it forward for what I receive like you know the support I received with them before and then with JV, in, in partnership with JVS as I also uh, <clears throat> volunteered as a mentor now for the finance uh, or like the finance uh, related uh, profession for those who are like newcomers to give my uh, personal tips on, and also to share my connections with them for them to be able to at least like you know, hopefully land their job and their profession so that's our like you know most of the main goal for the uh, pre-arrival services that like you know you can be ready in the job market or in the entrepreneurship area to help the community to help build this uh, this country 
as a whole. So we'll be right back for more pre-arrival tips. Okay, welcome back. And then, now I wanted to share with you about the show money. So every immigrant here right now is in the express entry process. And there's always be a show money that the immigration officer upon landing will ask you. So you can start preparing your show money actually. And then for current process with the express entry, you need the following amount. This amount is actually good for three to six months of expenses for you to survive after landing, depending on how the way or like, you know, or how to spend your show money. As I mentioned, I made this as a base for one to two years financial plan for us to live a bit comfortable considering if both of us cannot work during like, you know, within a year or one and a half or two years. So the family members of one, if you are single, you needed as of now, 12,960 Canadian dollars. If only like maybe a couple, so, or mother or a parent and child, two persons, 16,135 for three, 19,836 for four family members, 24,083. Four five twenty seven three one five six members thirty thousand eight hundred six seven thirty four thousand two ninety nine and if you have like additional family member you will add from the thirty four to ninety nine for the seven members if you're eight then you add additional of three thousand four hundred ninety two so for us like you know this this is some kind of my base to multiply let's say six months and then um then you just like you know gauge with your budget according to that next one is research or book a flight for your landing date this is very exciting though this i I think this is the one that i was excited about uh preparing because it's like you know you can visualize that you are riding a plane this is no longer a vacation so i've been here to, to canada i think once or twice and um, now we are moving for good because I think uh, during our honeymoon we were here uh, that was you know, 10 years before we land we came here for our honeymoon and I see myself really like living this, uh, like, you know, in this place especially in Toronto so it's like a dream come true so that's, that's what happened if you are financially able, right, you know, as of right now, you got your visa, you can actually book a flight in advance to get cheaper flight. I personally prefer to use Expedia or Booking.com for cheaper flights than booking to airline website early. Expedia is actually a mother of all cheap, cheap airline and hotel bookings uh, website. If needed, I will compare... Um, I. I, I did like compare three codes and decide what is best for us. Like let's say, uh, depending on your area, where are you currently in right now? So you use your area, like your airline, your local airline. If there is an international travel to wherever you go in Canada, or you just use and go to the website wherever, like you know, cheap airlines, and then it will give you some prices uh, comparison there. 
Next one is to open a Canadian bank account. This is a, um, I feel like, you know, opening a Canadian bank account when I was there, like knowing, um, even though that I was in finance, I still don't know because Canada do really, really something different compared to like, you know, the country that I used to, right? So I would say open a bank account as part of an early planning to establish relationships with your chosen bank. To reiterate, to reiterate, the big five banks are the BMO, Bank of Montreal. This is the oldest bank, I believe. Scotia Bank, Bank of Nova Scotia, $2,000 for the first credit card with no credit score needed. CIBC Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce, RBC Royal Bank of Canada. It can give you $500 to $1,000 in credit limit for your first credit card. TD Bank uh, can offer $1,000 and you can open an account online so that's how it is then next one is arrange for apartment house or hotel I did this um, during 90 days before the date of landing as I mentioned in uh, season 1 episode 14 the landlord needed 60 days to terminate the lease so technically you have this um, I've given myself before like a one month of time looking for a place considering the time difference here and also at the same time like you know contacting the people like you know the, the delays i think it took me like 20 20 days 20 days maybe a few sleepless nights to give my relatives a call to see to view the place and then um it's tough because we were outside we don't have a credit and you know as a new immigrant uh landlord really do not respect you as much if you want to do a condo apartment and i'll tell you toronto is very a tough uh tough tough uh place to to look because the demands is really high compared to the supply of houses so because a lot like you know meal I, I don't know thousands how many thousands every day who comes here in, in Toronto and then how many millions comes here in, in Canada overall right to migrate if you have families and friends that can offer you a place to stay then it is better for savings at the same time like you know to save your time for us we chose to find a place as there are like it there were like six of us when we land and we feel that it will be burden for our relatives and friends if we stay with them our relatives helped us the place and luckily one good samaritan became our guarantor i opened a canadian bank account first as like you know as i mentioned a while ago so what i did is i transferred a one year worth of average rent on the location that we have chosen to show the guarantor that we are able to pay our monthly commitment so that like you know it's a bit scary right like a person even your relatives they were like they will they will be very scared to be a guarantor because they are the second uh, uh the secondary liable for like you know in case that the rent if if you don't pay the rent so that's that's what's going to happen and 
it affects their credit so it's really tough to really get a good Samaritan or or a relative to say yes to you okay even how even though if how close you are because especially if your friends who just arrived here it's tough for them to become a guarantor because let's say they're they're looking for a house they want to buy a a car at that moment they're also struggling their life so it's really really tough to really find those people to to guarantee you next is to connect with schools or daycare nearby once you choose your place if you have kids start connecting to the school within one to 1.5 kilometers ranges whether you want to the catholic or public schools you know that um to know what are the paperwork they needed uh, for you to bring with you upon landing. So from here, you can add it in your checklist, let's say within 90 or 60 days before the move. For me, I did it during 60 days as like, you know, they needed the vaccine shots records for my kids. And um, there are certain prerequisites for the kid. There are certain age, like, you know, vaccine prerequisites for the kids to come here authenticated birth certificate report card etc like you know if you have like you know kids already within the school uh, already enrolled in, in, in the school in your uh, country of origin the school can tell you and you can arrange the meeting schedule if needed depending your arrival date so that's why when you book your date like, like at least um if you plan to to really move ahead with your family with your kids so these are like you know the things that you need to consider I remember when we enrolled our eldest child and we were so amazed that we didn't even pay a single penny and we were as like you know how much we really spent for uh, for the enrollment for the tuition for the bus bus service and uniform the books but it's like everything almost everything we need to pay for our uh, for our child in, in the country before Canada, right? So, and here when we enrolled, like, you know, we didn't pay anything, even for books we don't need to pay, even for school supplies. I think we just applied like a tissue paper and we just like bought a uniform from here because they will say like, okay, a navy blue uniform, you can buy it in Gap. And it's all mostly on sale. And I was, I was so amazed how even the store is like selling it if it's like um, enrollment season and they put it on sale I, I i'm so glad about it. i'm so glad about it okay next up is daycare so depending on the city there are cities that provide free three-month daycare for new immigrants because you, you come here right without your without your um um job and then if you if you don't have like an income for a few months or maybe like you know that year from january one so there is like also daycare subsidy that you can apply to this is depending on your income from january one of the same year uh let's say for 2020 from january 1, 2020 and then the time of your arrival you might want to check this with your settlement organization for more information and then maybe they can connect you with that like you know with a daycare that's near to your place and then start looking because over here is, is a bit much um specialized and it's tough to really find a one-stop shop so that's the reason why i created this podcast because it's just so tough if it's your first time and then knowing 
knowing how it how it goes and there are just so many things to learn by the time you arrive and in, on top of that is you need to adjust with your with your body for the weather the temperature here right so if you're riding if you are driving a car by the time you arrive here you will use a public transport so there are just so many things right and it's quite stressful but so far we manage we are alive and here i am sharing with you all this uh tips so that it will be easier for you and in toronto it was quite tough for the daycare because there is three to six months waiting period and there was no free daycare as far as i am aware of aware of so especially if you have like a little baby it's tough for the couple because either one of you will take care like full time for the baby and it slows down the whole process because somebody needs to take care and then maybe in your previous country you'll have a nanny and here you do everything else um your hand will be like a very hard working hand because you do everything here next is to connect with family doctors nearby your house so depending on the place you wanted to land family doctors waiting time for new patients is ranging from one to six months of waiting and here in Toronto it's tough because uh, not all family doctors really accept new patients because there are just so much of people here and um, even though like right now we're moving house and we cannot just change our family doctor because the waiting is just so long in in the place where we're going to move so here in canada your first point of contact is the family doctor before going to specialist to any specialist like to either pediatrician to either obigyan to either your your whatever like uh, whatever doctors that you needed as an in a specialty field if you cannot get any family doctors do not worry as there are walk-in clinic that you can go the problem with walk-in clinic is the long the, the longer wait of the longer wait that you need to do i think uh, the longest that i've waited for a, for a walk-in clinic is um three to six hours here in toronto and then for the hospitals emergency because people want to go to the emergency so that they don't pay anything um once you get uh once you get uh what they call this a health card in the emergency uh the waiting will be between yeah three to eight hours so that's how you get by the time you reach the doctor you're already i think feeling better because you rested for eight hours you can also consider this when choosing the house or an apartment like you know wherever you are last but not the least is canadian cell phone numbers once you connected with some employment or non-profit org you will need a canadian number for your resume so some uh it's not it's not necessary but i feel that this um i did this and it helped me check and what i did is like you know to test the water for my job application and then luckily i have my cousin here who really really helped me and i'm thank and until now i keep on thanking him for that and like you know to check my training my resume writing if it really works so i start applying online although like you know i'll be coming here uh four months <laughs> down the line but i know that it's not really really effective because uh here the when when somebody resigns they have only two weeks notice so you really really need to come here because there are really jobs that we do gonna 
true for you for today tomorrow you might stop right so it's really really tough for you to to find a company four months in advance unless you have a very special profession that is like really really needed in that particular place that you are going but tough luck for like you know, if you're going to, to the big cities it's very very tough to get a job um uh, i will not say that it's impossible but yeah you get a chance but i mean i mean the chance like not a very big chance to get a job before landing really if you are opting for a big and like you know famous cities where a lot of people and a lot of also unemployment you're right with the same profession so if you know anyone to buy for you you can use a cheap phone so i use charter as i can pay it by my credit card from from my original country prices are ranging uh, monthly monthly prices are ranging from 15 dollars to 100 canadian dollars depending on the package so that's a plus plus the tax okay plus the fat we call this value added tax here they call it as hst gst and i sent money to my relative to buy a phone and sim for me so it's tough to send money if you are outside canada but yeah there is western union here. i think that's the easiest way to to do it and yep and pretty much that and i hope uh you learn you learn something over here for next episode i will tackle the 90 or 60 days before landing so stay tuned guys and um, and i think 60 days was the toughest and if you have 30 days good luck um still you can still do something uh if let's say you didn't prepare and then you only hear this preparation for Canada for now is never too late but as long as you yeah, at least you prepared something it's it's worth it's it's worth uh to do it it's worth it okay thank you guys for listening on this episode hope you enjoy and learn from the topics that i just discussed If you have any topic that you would like me to research on and discuss further, do not hesitate to email me at kneb@gmail.com. K A Y E N E W P at gmail.com. I would love to learn new things with you and let's grow together in Canada. Talk to you next week and God bless.